What's up, guys? We're back. Hey. <laughs> I'm Tammy. I'm Brian. And you're back here for another Dear Me episode, except this is kind of a special episode. It is. Because we have been doing our Black Business series. It's a major special episode. Very special episode. So before we get into the details of that, Brian, how has life been? How's it been? Oh my gosh. It's been going great. Um, <laughs> everything's fine. Uh, I've just been, we did our holiday concert and it was so fun. Oh, All the yeah. people did great. I got the adult students to perform and the kids to perform and everybody mm-hmm. was joyous and in the spirit and it was wondrous. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was really I loved fun. It. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yay. Thank you. I'm glad you liked yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, oh, everyone got into the spirit and yes. dressed up. And- I loved it. I was so excited. I was so happy. I thought I was I was uh, just going to be met with eye rolls when I was like, just get into the spirit and dress up in front of your Christmas tree. Yeah, I thought for sure I was going to get the, uh, yeah, right, lady. But no, everybody was so excited to participate and I was so excited. I think everybody just needed that little bit of <laughs> holiday joy yes. to get them through the end of the year. So I, I'm glad yes. I was able to, to, you know, facilitate such joy and it brought me joy as well. And I've also been doing some little sing, like holiday singing gigs on the side. So that's been fun, oh. keeping myself busy. Wow. Wait, what? So you like, you're performing? Yes. Mm-hmm. There's, um, the most recent one was for a church. They, um, have been recording their services for the rest of the year. So I mm. went and sang there hymnals for them oh, on the wow. recording and uh just finished that up today that was fun i did their christmas eve service today okay cool. i got to sing a bunch of fun you know joy to the world and like oh come all ye faithful all the classics and stuff got to use that old opera training old <laughs> opera training you know i'm just wondering <laughs> why i haven't gotten an invite that's all i'm wondering Oh, girl, it was not even a thing to invite people to. It was just like a a thing. No, it wasn't like a, like it wasn't a thing. Like it was like not a thing (laughs) that people were at. It was just recorded and then they're going to show it like on a Sunday one day. I'm not even going to see it. I don't go to that church. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful uh, Christmas spirit. Yeah. You know, I got to meet some nice church people. And it was great. It was fun. <laughs> what about well, you? that's what still cool because I still feel like you're, you know, getting your brand out there and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, my brand. Yeah. yeah. Your brand. Yeah. Like you're spreading my brand all around Christmas, just rubbing it yes. all up over it, <laughs> all up on Christmas and just branding the, the heck out of it. <laughs> well,. That's nice, though. I mean, like you said, just kind of like that last little bit of joy after such a tumultuous year, you know? We could definitely use it. Where's your joy? What have you been doing to to bring joy or spark joy? Um, Well, we bought a new TV, and that was fun. That's joyous. 
it, it was very fun. And now we have a TV in the room so we can lay in bed and watch TV. Which um, is well, like actually all the scientists know? say that you shouldn't have a TV in your room, but um, I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> I've heard that, and I just don't care. So that's fine. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I just had to put my <laughs> hater cap on for a second, just one sec. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. Other than that, I think we're just kind of really. I know we're so me and my fiance. We're about to go on a break. And um, no, oh, that sounded really bad. That did no. sound bad. Like, gonna- <laughs> dang, they got engaged and it's already over. Dang, they just got engaged two episodes ago. What happened? What, <laughs> <laughs> what I meant was, we are about to go on a work break. <laughs> and and probably listening like break. oh god are we going on a break <laughs> jesus christ this is news to me <laughs> uh, hear it first here on the dear me podcast episode um no but we're about to go on a work break and we told ourselves that during the first half of this break we are not going to do anything because Wonders. we deserve it we're not gonna clean we're not gonna you know, drive anywhere. We're just gonna stay in the house, watch movies, and eat snacks. Love that's it. it. Yeah, gonna decompress. It's gonna be beautiful. It. Can't wait. Can't wait. That's exciting. Ooh. It is exciting. And yeah. you know what? It seems so simple, but that really is a big oh, it's thing. Everything. It, it is it everything. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I got going. You know, <laughs> just relaxing with my fiance, even though apparently we're on a break. But, yeah. So sorry, yeah. David. She's mine now. <laughs> okay okay so let's get into the real reason why you guys are probably here so today's episode and final episode in the black business series oh i can't believe we're done already what i know it just came and went so fast i've had such a great time oh man but of course you know we have to end on a on a big note had to do something grand for you guys. And so today's episode, we're going to be talking about black culture and creativity, which I thought was huge. I think that's huge in our community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we pride ourselves on mm-hmm. our culture, you know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think this is like the best way to end out this series. What do yeah. you think? I think it's going to be the most fun conversation like ever. Cause the other ones were so serious. They were like fun, but they were serious. Like, <laughs> you know, like the futures of our children, and, like, <laughs> our financial literacy and how shall Retirement. we say But this yes. one's fun. Like we're both culture driven, creative people. We, you know, enjoy our branding, you know, exactly. <laughs> You know, we, <laughs> I know they're both, both of our guests are on here like, uh, anyway, uh, y'all right. don't know what you're talking about. No, we have no idea. <laughs> no, no. I enjoy consuming other people's branding. I'll right. say that. <laughs> the okay, branding okay. that these Sorry, fine people put out for us. <laughs> We're so goofy today. Okay. I know. Like I was saying, today's last the last episode in our black business series. And so we're going to be talking about black culture and creativity. And I want to go ahead and introduce our wonderful guests. Thank you guys so much for being here and 
putting up with us. Um, <laughs> so our first guest is a strategic brand and user experience designer. And she has her own branding company called Crisp Design. So Justice Crisp, welcome. Thank you for being here. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Our second guest is the creative director of his own brand called Project Grey Wolf. Daniel, thank you for being here. Hello, thank you guys for having me. Okay, so Justice, I'm gonna go ahead and start with you. Um, So let's just kind of start off with a little bit of background so people know who you are and what you do. Um, So you own your own brand design company, as I mentioned earlier, called Crisp Design. So can you give us a brief overview of the services that you offer? Yeah. Um, so it, like you said, it's a branding, branding agency, if you will. Um, <laughs> agency consuming of one, just me, myself and I. <laughs> but um, the typical branding services that I offer are naming, identity, marketing, you know, print and digital collateral, web services, things like that. Um, but I think what sets me apart from the next guy would be the strategy that goes behind it. Put a lot more effort into the strategy and why when I'm going through projects with my clients. So I make my clients think a little bit harder about why they're doing this project, what their goals are personally and for the company. And then I really force them to make sure every decision that we make from then on reflects that. So yeah, that's that's me and my company. Nice. And I can agree that when we you know, got some of your services. She definitely did make us work hard, but it was so awesome. Like I never even thought about thinking about my company in that way. You know, I feel like you really pushed us to think on another level, even though it was probably a little difficult at first. Like I know my fiance, he was just like, oh, we have homework. And I was like, yes, yes, we do. Let's get this together. (laughs) It's always for the good though. It's always for the good. <laughs> um, okay, so tell us a little bit about how this company came about. Um, truly, it was a side hustle. I really just never stopped growing. Um, I started a few years ago, uh, you know, my degrees in graphic design. So I started a few years ago just doing different odds and ends for family and friends and just kept learning and growing and bettering my skill set. And then, you know, after getting a job at a branding studio and really just honing in on really good processes and developing how I would do this if if I was on my own, I kind of really solidified a a way I wanted to navigate and help clients and do things. And so, yeah, it kind of just grew into what it is today, something that I I truly stand behind and I I market and brand and I call my own. And so you still work full time too, right? Yes, I do. Oh, so you're balancing both. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like to stay busy. <laughs> wow. That is amazing, especially considering, you know, again, I'm going to go back to when I worked with you, just considering how quickly you got everything to us and you're balancing a full-time job too. Ooh. Girl, <laughs> it's, that's a lot. It's a, something that I like doing. So if I, if I like the project, I don't, I don't, well, I don't take on clients that I won't think I'll, I'll like and enjoy. And so it's pretty, pretty easy for that creativity to spark and get going. 
So that kind of brings me to my next question then. So where does all this passion for design come from? Um, well, it it's actually came a lot later in life that I think people assume. You know, I have the whole typical, I've always enjoyed drawing and I have the artistic ability like runs in the family. That's all true. But I was, a, I mean, still am a huge sports fan. And growing up, I was so focused on this one goal of being a sports sports broadcaster and that's all I ever wanted to do and then literally the latter end of my senior year in high school um, a designer came to my technology class and just blew my mind and <laughs> I was like what is this what am I doing <laughs> and so ever since then my curiosity just just totally took a hold and I in school I really gravitated towards branding and I've been doing that and since I really got into branding, I've even narrowed down my my niche into user experience design, and mm -hmm. so yeah, it sparked from that one visit, and it's and it's led through curiosity. Wow, that is not what I was thinking at all. Like I totally thought you were just a little branding child since you were two, and then you know <laughs> just kind of morphed into <laughs> who you are today. <laughs> No branding child. I think that's going to be my name tag. <laughs> you know? Uh, but that's cool, though, that story you shared in high school, because I actually did have a similar experience where I wanted to be a doctor, of all things, which is just, oh, if you knew me, you know science and math is, like, not my thing. But, um, yeah, I wanted to be a doctor, and it wasn't until my senior year that I found out that you could get paid for writing. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> what the what? <laughs> what? This is a thing? What? Uh, and then that's how I ended up in marketing. So very cool. That's, I actually did not know that about you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So why would you say branding is important? Oh, this is something I feel like I had to preach all the time. <laughs> <laughs> So if branding is done the right way, it truly sets you apart and establishes you as a leader in the industry. Anyone can have company X. There's a lot of company X's out there, but what makes company XY different than all the X's? And it's branding. True branding is experiential. It, it leaves a, a memory or some type of impression with every single customer. And I, I always use this example, um, Chick-fil-A. So there's this, you know, huge debate, like who has the best chicken sandwich that's going on right now? Mm -hmm. Well, if you ask me, I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A every single time to get a sandwich. And it's because it's fast, it's never wrong, and the employees are extremely nice. It has nothing to do with the chicken. Mm -hmm. and, and that is because of their branding. And that's why it's important. That is so true. I don't even check my bag when I leave Chick-fil-A. Right. Like, come exactly. on, man. Exactly. <laughs> like, yep, good. Boop. Boop. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true, though, because that's what they're known for. Yep. You know? Well, you guys got to get you a brand if you ain't got one. <laughs> get you one. <laughs> get you a brand. <laughs> Thank you, Justice. At the end of this episode, we will give you the time to share all your links and everything. So everyone stay tuned because we got a lot more great things to talk about. Um, so moving to our next guest, Brian, would you like to introduce? Yes, Mr. Daniel. 
So happy to have you on today. Longtime friend of mine, sir. So let's dig in here. Um, <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about Project Grey Wolf. What all does your brand entail? So unfortunately, I do a lot. But now I'm starting to focus mainly on just helping the the little guy get started. Um, I'm currently building up packages now for just like the basic stuff, nothing too deep. And um, just to make it a little bit more affordable since I know a lot of people can't afford my regular price. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So you're putting together packages to help people um, like kind of starting out in their brand or just kind of like starting out in business or. Yes. So um, with a lot of people, they have most of the things done. So now we're going in and um, helping to tweak their marketing, which is something that I was feeling with. But now I'm slowly starting to understand what I was missing on. So with me learning, I'm now teaching other people as well. Oh, yeah. I love that. And that's so important because I think that we all kind of have that experience. You know, whether you start out with college experience or not, just as you go on in the field, you continue to grow and you continue to learn, you know, from other people, people maybe more senior than you or people that just might have a different perspective than you. Um, oh, yeah. And a lot of people don't turn around and, and, you know, relay that information to people who are, like you said, just starting out. So that's an important uh, asset, important recess, resource for new businesses. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you do a little bit of everything. I mean, I see you all the time. You're like, oh, I wrote this little, just, just this little screenplay or, oh, yeah, I got this little <laughs> short film out or, oh, yeah, I got these little t-shirts. Sometimes. And you just got your little fingers. You got a dip, a toe dipped in a whole bunch of different artistic endeavors. So, but, but what would you say is the one that's nearest and dearest to your heart? I think graphic design. And it's only because, like I told everyone. That is the closest experience I think I could ever get to God because I'm literally creating something that was starting off in my head and bringing it to life. Yeah, that's so <laughs> that's a great analogy. I love that. Is you're just you are you're creating, bringing. I mean, even when it comes down to like branding, you're bringing whatever it is up from the dead, basically the business or the, uh, you know, the whatever it is that you're <laughs> using the brand for. Mm-hmm. bringing it That's to life really- all right so you work on like i said so many different projects simultaneously how do you stay organized and kind of find that work-life balance i know you homeschool your stepson right now so like i know that's a lot that's a whole job in itself <laughs> like how do you manage to do business and home and everything all together so being a stay-at-home dad has been a hard transition because i am used to working <laughs> but now, you know, I mean, still working with taking care of my child and teaching him. So usually what goes on is um, about an hour or two hours, well, no, about two, three hours before he wakes up, I'm up preparing his day for him. And then once he get up, you know, we have our, we have at least, I think, four to five hours of like actual education, all that good stuff. And then once we're free, he is free to go play Fortnite. And then that is when I'm able to work on my things. Uh, Trello has kept me fully in line, so oh, everyone, yeah. everyone get that. Mm-hmm. What's Trello? I know I've told you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a project <laughs> management software. <laughs> oh yeah, right, right. It yeah. is like golden <laughs> for people who are juggling a million things. I, I that makes sense that you would tell me that because I need that. That's wonderful information that you probably gave me that I forgot. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah, so listen. 
so like you said you like to pass on a lot of your your knowledge of the things that you learn so i found that you also do you know tutorials um on youtube what kind of things do you teach in your tutorials so mainly they're beginner photoshop courses um a lot of people Mm. are constantly asking me how to do certain things so i know for next year i'm taking it a lot more serious so any suggestions that i get I'll pretty much be turning it into video content and releasing it there. Ooh, okay. Y'all hear I that? like that because no matter, especially when you work in marketing, no matter how many graphic designers you have on the team, they still want you to know something about Photoshop. And I'm like, look, we got like six designers here. Right. Why do I need to know how to do this? <laughs> so I, I definitely need those beginner classes. Yeah, yes. That's good though. Sure. And- we'll give you you know when we get to the end and you plug all your social medias y'all pay attention so you can go and give him some suggestions for the stuff that you don't know how to do okay yes Yes. dm today (laughs) send them dms in so you can figure out what you're doing i'll be one of those people thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much daniel i love that i love those answers i really think that you know, it's so important to have those resources. I think we talked about this in some of those previous episodes where, you know, having other business owners help you mm-hmm. along the way and just kind of trading those resources and, and sharing yep. knowledge amongst each other is such a huge part of growing the black, you know, business economy. We just mm-hmm. kind of intertwining our businesses and, and giving people the tools that they need to move forward in business or, you know, grow into something new or just kind of you know discover what they're trying to do in the first place i think that's so important i agree i agree we got to help each other out you know Mm -hmm. no one can just fully do it alone we always need help i agree right this is true so now moving into the piece de resistance black culture and creativity so let's bring it back all the way to the beginning and let's first try to figure out how do you define culture? So Justice, I'm going to go to you first. Um, culture is the characteristics of a group of people, you know, like the thing, the food that they eat, the, the music that they listen to, their belief systems, maybe certain language or the clothes that they wear, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then Daniel, how would you define culture? Uh, dang, sadly, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> know that when it comes to our culture, we usually start all the ways that everyone else kind of bites on a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I think it's like, you know, what what kind of makes up your community, you know? Yeah. And like you both said, it, it could be the food you eat. It could be the clothes you wear, the music you listen to. Um, a lot of what we pass know, down as well is our culture. A lot of what we right. share with our children, share with our families is culture. And that's how things like that grow is within our own family environments and communities and stuff like that. Yes. Exactly. Kind of building on top of, mm-hmm. you know, everything yeah. that's already been there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So... <sighs> Daniel, let's start with you on this one. What are some aspects about Black culture, Black American culture, I think, in particular, that you love? Hip-hop. Yeah. <laughs> Hip-hop is yeah. 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 Because, like, a lot of it, I mean, when you get past the crappy stuff, 
there's a lot of good storytelling that goes on. So you're mm-hmm. able to learn a lot about different people's uh, walks of life. And yeah. How we have similarities and differences. Yeah, that's such a great point. <laughs> I agree. Like, I remember listening to some songs that my fiance is like in love with. And to me, it just sounded like, I mean, in the very beginning, it just sounded like, okay, a bunch of dudes, you know, going and selling drugs and and doing what they do. And I'll be honest, that's how it sounded to me. But then once he kind of broke it down, he was like, no, they're talking about something way deeper than that. They're talking about how their parents weren't there, how they had to make it on their own, you know, how they struggled and had to find a way to feed their children. That's why they were doing that. Yeah. And I was just like, damn, I missed a whole lot. And I'm black. And you know what? I think that is so unique to black American culture in particular that, that, um, you know, if you place yourself in any, like, if you listen to the hip hop music of any generation, you are put in that generation and in that generation's problems. So you can see, you know, what Mm -hmm. your parents were going through in the 80s in the projects they were living in, listening to that old hip-hop from the 80s, early 90s type -hmm. stuff. So you're really transported by the type of hip-hop. And I mean, as society grows and technology grows, hip-hop grows with it. And so I think that a lot of the time, you know, looking back, at the early hip hop, people weren't expecting that this, you know, huge cultural phenomenon would be the result of that. Mm-hmm. And so just looking back at, you know, the early kind of thin beginnings of hip hop just really opens things up, you know, just to, to have a better view on our culture as black people. I agree. Got- yeah. So and Justice, what about like- you? What do you think are, are some of the aspects of black culture that you love the most? Um, so oddly enough, so I'm, I'm mixed in culture and black culture specifically is something that I have always, I don't want to say struggled with, but kind of had it, had a problem figuring out what I identify with. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can't say that I particularly have something that I love because I can't truly say that that's what I identify with, but mm-hmm. you know, the things that really stayed with me growing up is some damn good food and some good music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love yeah. it. I love that. <laughs> and that, that is an interesting point to justice, which I, I think we do get into in a feature question, but you know, finding what you identify with, you know, even if you are a hundred percent black, you know, there yeah. are differences and nuances in our culture. And I think, you know, I know me, you and Brian, we've, we've talked about this before that, you know, black people are not a monolith. You know, no, we have right. so many different shades and sizes and interests. And, yeah, you know, and I think that's just what makes, you know, our culture so great, mm-hmm. you know. I agree. So, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, Justice, because that's definitely something important I want to touch on. Yeah, no problem. Um, so going back to you, Justice. So you said you are mixed and so do you identify with other cultures and how does that play a part in how you live work and play i i would have to say the easy answer is is no just because you know i refer back to my last answer of me not really sure yet and it's still a work in progress of you know what i identify with and where i belong i guess you could say but Mm -hmm. i think it's kind of 
put me in a different mindset. You know, I, I personally think it's really important to learn and experience other cultures to prevent you from becoming narrow-minded. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sure if I ever really want to identify with one certain culture, just because if I'm given the opportunity, I want to be culturally competent and learn about other cultures and enjoy things from other cultures. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel, what about you? So I, mean, I feel similar in a few ways, because I think that um, we should all be sharing from our culture. I think a lot of the issues we have now is because everyone was so boxed in and that we weren't as open with each other. And though people may be ignorant, I think there are ways that we could properly educate people on our culture so that everyone can benefit from it. Hmm. I'll be honest, I never saw it that way. Yeah, and that's true. Because you can see that when you, you know, a lot of the, there's so many studies done on this. I you know, could have done some research, but who wants to do that? But, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, you can, you can see that people who are exposed to other cultures, people who are able to see how people from other countries, other communities, other walks of life live and how they, you know, that they enjoy things the same way that other people do just slightly differently. Right. They, some people, you know, they celebrate, different holidays around the same season right so around this Mm -hmm. particular holiday season but you know once you find that commonality once you find that we both still find this you know this is the holiday season it's we share our family time together here we share you know this is where we share our cultures about our our history and um, whether you're christian hindu jewish whatever it is at this time of year you still you know have the same kind of um experience and so finding that Mm -hmm. commonality in different cultures is you know so important and in order to find that you have to meet and branch out with other other cultures so yeah i think and then for me personally i definitely find myself identifying with parts of air quote white american culture air quote like you know i do a lot of things that i have been (laughs) Uh, indoctrinated weird for right exactly yeah so you know there's there's a lot of different ways that we as americans share culture and then within that overall you know umbrella of americans there's black culture asian american culture and you know just in general a whole bunch of different kinds of of cultures So there's always something that we can identify with as long as we're branching out. Absolutely. And if other people branched out more often, I think the social climate would be a lot better than what it it is today, just because we don't understand the person next to us just that much better. Yeah. Yep. And to add to that point, uh, that's actually something that uh, Malcolm Gladwell said in his book, Blink. He said that he thinks we need to spend more time around other cultures. And um, he thinks that if we can build empathy by like sharing in those experiences, then it'll help us become closer, obviously, you know? And he gave the example of, for example, you know, seeing a black man and, you know, half the population gets scared of him. But what if you saw him graduating college? Or what Mm -hmm. if you saw him with his kids? Or what if you saw him you know, having a bite at Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of changes 
you know, some of those associations you had with him. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, he actually mentioned that um, we really should take the time to understand more cultures in order to be more empathetic. So justice, you were right on it. It's important. <laughs> Dropping knowledge. Dropping heat, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so on that same note, now, I know, Daniel, you mentioned um, sharing um, our culture and things like that. So what are your feelings about cultural appropriation or kind of the new term, cultural gentrification? <laughs> you know, wildly enough, I don't really see a lot of it. I, I guess it's because I'm kind of closed off with what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the only thing I've seen were people stealing ideas. And I think if people just gave the props of where they got it from, there wouldn't be issues. Mm -hmm. But that's where we still, people don't give credit to where credit is due. That's why I said earlier that, you know, we start a lot of waves. Everyone else kind of rides on them, but then they'll steal our wave. And now it's popular over there, but we originated. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Exactly. No, yeah, that made sense. And so, Justice, what are your feelings about cultural appropriation? Okay, so I think I agree first let me just say that <laughs> um but i think well culture i think cultural appropriation and cultural gentrification are are different very different mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i think cultural appropriation comes from from people being traveled and experiencing new things and you know when someone learns something from a different culture and they like doing it and they want to do it themselves there should be nothing wrong with that if done respectfully. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, with America being the melting pot that it is, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Mm -hmm. Right. But with with the social climate where it is right now, I think people tend to jump on the defensive end way too quickly. And they get into this, like, self-proclaimed guardians of their culture. And mm -hmm. they tell people <laughs> what they can and cannot do. Mm -hmm. you know, for instance, you know, who are you and i don't say you as in literally you guys but yes <laughs> it's like whoa she came on here to confront us wow okay bold right. move i really chose a great guest this time you know? yeah. but okay. we, like who are who are you to say that someone can't enjoy rap music and hip-hop or to braid their hair a certain way if they like it because you know, no one is is taking something from a certain community. They're just doing it because they enjoy it. Yeah. And I think, you know, just like Daniel said, as long as they don't try to claim it as their own and say, oh, look what I discovered. I have this brand new thing. I think we should take it as a compliment that people are doing things in our culture that we like doing as well. But it has to be done the right way and give credit where credit is due, just like Daniel said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I actually am... Yeah, I actually am that type of person. I never get like mad or pissed off when people, you know, appropriate things from the black culture. I think where it gets sticky, kind of like Justice said, is if they are A, passing it off as if it's something brand new, which really just irks me <laughs> to my core, or B, if they're profiting off of it in a way that if they're profiting off of something that we were chastised or condemned for. Yes. That is also a thing that bothers me. Like mm -hmm. if they're, you know, I don't know, let's say they're getting 
a celebrity is getting more opportunities because she braided her hair in cornrows. Meanwhile, I was sent home last week because I had cornrows at work. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, stuff like that, just giving an example. But that's that's pretty much where I stand. I don't, I think like you said, I mean, we're supposed to be a melting pot. That's the whole point yeah. <laughs> of America. That's the whole point why we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people just need to be more respectful And as cultures have become more divided here in America, I think that, um, you know, subsequently the the climate has become more divided um, because that wasn't the way that, you know, America was initially intended to work. We were initially intended to come here, share cultures, grow together as one nation from a bunch of different places. So the melting pot theory would have been actually real but i think over the years a lot of people have become really close uh like that that nationalism mindset has kind of set in and so with nationalism comes like this is the proper way to do things and there's no other way to do things if you don't do things this way you're un-american and so (laughs) that has made things really the complete opposite of what american is it's kind of you know a logical fallacy because thinking in that way is un-american so you know by nature like right yeah exactly so you know we are all finding ways to i think define ourselves in this new kind of internet culture and media environment um, mm-hmm. And so this is the place to find new ideas from different cultures and try them out because mm-hmm. we have so much access that we've never had before, you know, in any other mm-hmm. generation. We have access to people who, you know, we have access to Idaho culture. You know, I have no, I would have had no access Potatoes. to know. Potatoes. What, right. What teenagers, <laughs> you know, would be doing in Idaho on a regular day. Like, but now there's like TikTok and Twitter and all kinds of stuff where I can just get a glimpse into the lives of people who live nothing like me. And mm-hmm. that's so important. So mm-hmm. I think it's so important for us to use those resources in the way that they were intended for, for sharing and for growth as opposed to for closing things off and, and trying to keep, you know, walls up and, and guarding things. So when people get really you know, guardians of the galaxy with our culture and stuff. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay, but I don't care if, you know, Karen over there wears braids. If she looks crazy, that's on her. But that's her, that's her, exactly. that's her problem. I don't have nothing to do yeah. with me. <laughs> Ooh, like, whatever. You know? Whatever. It don't matter. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have seen that new. Um, so Andrew Schultz came out with a new stand up type skit type thing um on netflix and i think he did a great job really painting both sides of you know especially the black lives matter movement and stuff like that um and honestly it was very eye-opening for me you know i have my own kind of thoughts and beliefs surrounding black lives matter and stuff like that but i think he really really did a great job at just kind of even helping me understand where the other side might be coming from. Um, so if you guys haven't watched it, I highly suggest. What's it called? Very, uh, pan, it's very long. Pandemic 
<laughs> something, 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 something. But it has Andrew pandemic Schultz. in it, and it's by pandemic Andrew Schultz. Something, something, something. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna type that into Netflix right now. Andrew Schultz, there pandemic, was... something, something. Yes, it's a four part <laughs> series, and you know it's funny. It's it's meant to be comedic, but it was it was very good. Like mm-hmm. I highly suggest. That's awesome. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about creativity. So, yes. Daniel, starting with you, creativity, what do you think is the point of, of being a creative person or having that creative urge? What do you think you get out of it or what is the point of that creativity? Complete release. Yeah. I, I, I try to go, I think, a week without doing anything design just to like take a real break from it. Like I said, I was going to quit. And I think I made it maybe two days in before going <laughs> all the way back. But uh, I mean, now I, I yell at my kid about it because I realize a lot of their stuff is pretty much just online, and so his imagination is just trash. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, you know, sometimes you gotta just get out there and make you a few scenarios up and go play with some toys. Mm-hmm. But I mean, stuff like that helped a lot of the things that I do now. Like even with the crazy ideas that I come up for horror films, all come up from just being a creative person and having a vivid and crazy imagination. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the, you know what? Kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's hard to look, it's hard to get any child to have a, an original thought these days. So <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> it is. So, uh, Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really, I, I agree completely. Yeah. I think that creativity is such a great outlet of release that, that ex- encouraging our technology sick children to pursue is <laughs> very technology sick. of you. Um, I mean, they're role playing in Fortnite, so I guess that's cool. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, that's kind of creative, sort of. Yeah, they're making like, little <laughs> movies while they're in their playing, so I guess. Sure, sure. <laughs> Justice, what about you? What do you think is the point of creativity? Um, I think there's two sides to the coin. I think, you know, traditionally it's used as self-expression and a way to inspire, you know, of course. Uh, but I think there's also times where we can use creativity to push boundaries and, and push agendas. You know, being creative presents us with new ways of thinking and and problem solving so we can use our creative minds to educate people on sometimes like super serious topics but in a very digestible casual space and i think that's really nice mm-hmm. yeah i agree that actually goes back to the the andrew schultz skit that i watch i mean he was dropping so many jokes in like i mean he dropped like 10 jokes in like 30 seconds but i was still taking in what he was really trying to say and now i feel like i'm thinking on this grand new scale (laughs) you know because he is making jokes for you know a four-part series um it's called schultz saves america schultz saves america (laughs) wait i thought there was pandemic in it yeah there's like a subtitle underneath it it's like pandemic uh that's really small i can't read that but schultz saves america (laughs) <laughs> okay well i knew there was a pandemic in it somewhere but yeah. <laughs> um but no i i agree i like what you said about how creativity helps you push boundaries and you know like helps expand your thinking and 
you know, I'll be honest, there are, so I don't know if you guys have heard, but there are a lot of grade schools who are really trying to focus on the STEM program and that's Mm -hmm. it. Science, technology, engineering, math. Mm -hmm. They're really trying to like get rid of fine arts. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up on fine arts. What are you guys talking about? What? Like, absolutely not. Our kids need to be more well-rounded. Yes. I think it's because people have a lack of respect for fine arts and they don't understand how many different things you can learn and utilize from those classes in real world situations. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I I think they just see we're drawing circles and painting pretty pictures and that's it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I do have a, a funny graphic design joke for you guys. So the graphic designer at my job, she did some amazing illustrations for an assignment for me. And someone else responded and was like, oh, I love these cartoons. And she was like, um, (laughs) these are not cartoons, (laughs) they're illustrations. (laughs) Yeah, she was like, uh, no. (laughs) These cartoons you speak of took me a very long time to develop. (laughs) Yeah. I figured y'all might understand that a little bit, Uh, (laughs) but, but no, I agree. And I think also that people don't fully understand um, what all creativity looks like as well. Like, I feel like people are basically engaging in the benefits of creativity, but they don't know that that is creativity. Yes. They don't see it that way. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, we just got to, you know, there has to be some way to kind of change their mindset, you know, because I admit that even for me, I never really considered myself a creative. I didn't feel like, I guess, writing was part of being a creative. You know, I didn't really think about it that way until my fiance was like, we are absolutely creatives. He's a writer too. Yeah. Absolutely creatives. That's yes. We fall under that umbrella. And I was like, really? Yeah. Y'all think of stuff, don't you? You think of a thing and you put it on the paper. Yeah, I I guess so. (laughs) So, you know, if I'm having those thoughts, I'm sure millions of others are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think a lot of people kind of, like you said, write off creative um, endeavors as things that you can't make money off of or things that you can't make a living off of, just hobbies or things like that, just because they don't know how to do it. So they think that anybody that does know how to do it just must do it on the side. It's like, no, I put a lot of work and effort (laughs) into learning how to do this thing that you enjoy. Okay. So You're welcome. Right. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) You know? Yeah, definitely. Seriously. Seriously, you know, and I, I may not know everything about art and design and everything, but I can at least look at something and appreciate it for what it is Mm -hmm. and appreciate it for all the effort. Right. For all the work and effort that went into it. You know, I I at least know that much, you know? (laughs) And so one thing on, uh, on creativity, I think that a lot of people, like Daniel was saying originally, it's sweet release. So 
I think everybody has a creative side, right? Everybody has that side of them. And so what, what I've experienced as a singing teacher, a lot of people, a, a lot, usually most of my adult students will come to me and say something like, I've been working in corporate America for 10 years and I'm completely drained. I feel like I have no creative abilities anymore. And I just want to get back in touch with the creative side of me. And I just want to get back in touch with that side so I can have some joy in my life. Like, yeah, girl, come on. Do y'all so, hear me snapping? Yes, that creates corporate will drain you. Yes, I understand. Yes. And so with that kind of environment that so many people live and work in, you know, in America, all over the world, really, we need those kind of creative outlets. I think as humans, just everybody just needs some way to creatively express themselves. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people do it through singing. Lots of people just do it through journaling. You know, that's a creative outlet, journaling, writing down your thoughts at the end of the day, creating a story of what you did. Right. So I think that a lot of that is underplayed. Um, but it's so important to a lot of people and people that don't, even people that don't hold it to high esteem are very much influenced by creativity. There's people that can't yep. make it throughout their day without listening to eight different podcasts. That's creativity. <laughs> There's people, you know, that have to go through a workout with a playlist, right? That's creativity. You're taking that and you're consuming that to mm-hmm. fuel you, right? For whatever it right. is that you're doing throughout the day. So, we need that. We need those people because we need that creative, you know, source to to drive us as humans, I think. It'd be boring without it. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Very boring. Oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> imagine. So, Justice, how do you get inspired? Um, so I'm a total nerd. Right? <laughs> and so I get inspired simply because I'm so curious about random things. I could be watching TV and I literally see how a commercial is produced. I'm like, wow, what was that painting angle called? Like, that was cool. (laughs) I'm scrolling through LinkedIn. My fiance sees me on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn, you know, nerd. (laughs) I'm like, what's what's the new articles out now? (laughs) You know, like... That's that's where I, I get my, my juices going. It's just being curious about new things in the world. I like that. Curiosity has started so many things. Yes. Absolutely. Society. So for sure, I can definitely understand that. And I do nerd out on LinkedIn too, so you're not alone. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell her. <laughs> my fiance will be like, Oh, I'm on Twitter. What are you doing? I'm like, LinkedIn. He's like, are you working? And I'm like, no, I just <laughs> like being on LinkedIn. It's a social platform, okay? Exactly. <laughs> it's a network, just like any other one. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Daniel, moving over to you. How do you get inspired? So, I enjoy video gaming and horror flicks. And surprisingly, mm-hmm. that helps me do a lot of the artwork that I do today. Um, interesting yeah there'll be like random things that'll happen and it'll spark something and then i usually stop what i'm doing there to get to sketching or whatever else or writing so that's really helped out a lot oh and uh behance behance has been a great great help what's, what's behance what 
Oh. Portfolio for graphic designers, pretty much. Oh, okay. See, there was something I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> there was something you didn't know, Brian. You guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. Okay, I don't have any skills. This is why I come to you. Okay. It literally made me a better designer because I keep seeing people that are better than me. So it always gives me a goal to work towards. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's I love that. <laughs> I, I do like horror movies, by the way. I am absolutely not a chick flick person, believe it or not. Yeah. We had my... a sleepover. Remember, yeah. we had like a sleepover, and all we did was watch scary movies. Yes, <laughs> like, like that's not what we're supposed to my, do. Despite my cheery exterior, <laughs> I hate chick flicks. I do. Yeah. I love horror movies. Mm-hmm. So. I I I want to scream bloody murder or it's not a good one yeah (laughs) right exactly if I don't have to watch cartoons afterwards I don't think I have achieved what I was trying to achieve you know (laughs) like you didn't watch the right scary movie you're not freaking out at night like it's just not even you know was like literally me and my fiance we don't even watch PG-13 scary movies anymore we're like ah that's probably not gonna yeah It's not going to scare us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But that's cool, though. And the video gaming, I could definitely understand that. I mean, video games are just a whole nother world, you know? So I I could definitely see that being an inspiration for you. Yeah. Yeah, Next year, I'll be uh, making video games on the uh, PS4. They have a video game they release that lets you make your own games and worlds. So. I guess I'm playing with it, so I think I'm going to actually try to go into it next year. Wow. wow. Hold the phone. Wait a minute. Don't tell nobody. Wait a minute. <laughs> You're going to be making games. Well, I mean, it's mainly just for me, because there's like certain things I've always wanted to see. So if I can just start making it out myself, I think it'll be a lot easier. That's wow. so freaking cool. <laughs> That's wow. so cool. What the heck? That is <laughs> really cool. He just said it so casually. Yeah, I'm gonna be making oh, PS4 yeah. games. No big This is what I do. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool though. <laughs> okay, Brian, you gotta get to this next question because I have been dying to know the answer. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. So Justice will start with you. <laughs> Okay. I feel so much pressure. <laughs> Do you believe that creativity can be taught? I do not. I think that is a strong no. It cannot be taught. Now, I think everyone can do creative things and you can participate in creative activities and do things that are considered creative, like you were saying, like journaling and things like that. Mm-hmm. But just having a natural creative mind where you just think of th- pro- either a way to problem solve or a- think of a new world and write a book. I think that is something that is just natural inside you that you literally just can't get out of the back of your head all the time. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That's, That's interesting. Yeah, Daniel, I have always you? wondered if that was like, I guess a gift, you know, yeah. for people or like, you know what though? I think, well, uh, well let, let, let's come back to that. Daniel, what do you think? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree. Uh, yeah, I don't, 
Uh, I've yeah. seen people that are not creative try to do the same things and it just doesn't pan out the same. Like, yeah, I can teach you how to do it, but as far as getting the idea to do what we do, mm. yep. that, that's kind of a natural thing, I think, that you yeah. kind of have to have. Yeah. I just, I haven't seen it taught to anyone before. Yeah. So the creativity part being more like in the idea generation mm-hmm. yes. part, like think, that part is like, yeah. I think people mistake teaching a skill that is creative right is you know that's not yes. the same as as being creative you didn't yes. you didn't think of that on your own i just taught you a skill Good. right that's so i could go point. learn to draw but it doesn't mean i'm you know, creatively artist. drawing and just coming up because yeah. I won't be. I, that's me. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll be drawing like a tree or something. That's about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Okay, Brian, you had some thoughts. So I think, yeah, I, I agree. I think, but I think that um, a little bit differently. I think that everybody has a creative skill that they will succeed at because we all have that, like we, like, a, like I said before, that creative instinct. It's just that not every creative skill, just because you're a creative person is going to be for you or you're going to be good at it just because you're okay. Just because you're a creative writer, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to, you know, do graphic design or um, sing <laughs> or anything like that. Um, I think Was that a that- shot at me? I see. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was a shot. Stop that was a so shot. defensive. Okay. I can't sing. It's fine. <laughs> Look. Okay. I think that <laughs> a lot of people get in their head that because they can do one thing. I see it a lot of time with people that play instruments. They mm. think, okay, I can play guitar. That means I can sing. It's like, mm. oh. <laughs> It doesn't mean that. Those things don't mean each other. And so, uh, you know, just because you have creative urges or you are able to appreciate a certain type of creative medium, you know, doesn't mean that you're going to be good at it. Because I can go to the, you know, Museum of Art. Well, I guess, you know, the Museum of Art is kind of redundant. But I can go to a museum with fine art in it and look at those things and really appreciate like you said, Tammy, the effort that went into mm-hmm. them and the amount of time and skill, but you know, I'm not going to be able to recreate that um, just because that's not my creative wheelhouse, right? So even yeah, like- if I learn the skill, I won't be able to generate the ideas. And so I think that everybody is creative, and I think that you can be not taught, but maybe led towards your creative wheelhouse where you are comfortable or what you can get the most out of with your creative skills okay interesting i think i think i kind of agree along the same lines i think it's kind of like you know we take personality assessments at my job and they categorize you by letters right i'm sure y'all have heard it i think there's like c and the s and the i and whatever Mm -hmm. and one thing that our HR team told us was that this is, this by no means, this doesn't signify that you are only this letter yeah. and that's it. What it signifies is in your most natural state, you are this letter, but you can also be these other letters. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of think the same when it comes to creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
pretty much everyone does kind of have that built into them, but I think it's a lot more dormant in people. Right. In certain people yeah. than others. Definitely. And that's a, that's a, a, a product of nurture a lot as well. Um, not so much nature sometimes. I think a lot of people don't have that creative outlet as children. They're not allowed that. Mm-hmm. And so, or they just aren't exposed to it. Maybe not even so much like their parents don't allow it, but they're just not exposed to it. So, you know, if you, if your creative talent is theater, but you are never exposed to a stage, you never are able to express that creativity. So it's just, you know, you have to be, goes back to what we were talking about originally exposed to different cultures exposed to different things so that you can explore that side of yourself that creativity no matter what it may be the more you're exposed to the more you're able to find because me and you both we both did a whole bunch of creative stuff growing up both played instruments and did dance and 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 i don't know if you sang but uh i did some singing <laughs> no that um, was another shot brown um, really I did, I did a little bit of singing you know i didn't do um, no singing i don't know about you <laughs> that same path um (laughs) but yeah but we we were able to our our parents made sure that we were exposed to different things and and we got to dip our toe in a lot of different stuff and we found out what was for us and we found out what wasn't for us like I discovered in sixth grade when I took that art class that that wasn't for me I knew (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I could only draw a nose in one way, and that was the only way. And nobody's nose looked like that in real life. So I don't think that, that art was my calling. <laughs> no, I, I actually agree with you 100%. My fiance, honestly, is a prime example. He, so he went, he grew up in Fifth Ward. So he did not go to. The most resourceful schools, unfortunately, they didn't have like huge art programs like where we went. Um, And one day we did a paint and sip as one of our dates. And he he painted um, Riley from the boondocks. Yeah. And I remember looking at it and I was like, babe, can you draw? (laughs) Like, where did this come from? What? And he was like, I, I think so. I'm, I don't know. It does kind of look like the picture, huh? I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where did this come from? And then we started talking about that whole nurture thing. He was yeah. like, well, I never, I took maybe one art class, but our, you know, their schools didn't really provide that. So mm-hmm. he didn't, he wasn't able to work on that craft. And I was like, babe, I think you can draw. You want me to get you a canvas? <laughs> I will get you a canvas. I will nurture you as a grown man. Well, so you can find now, your calling. Break, so. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with that. A hundred percent. Sometimes nurturing is the best medicine. Yeah. So any other thoughts, okay. Justice I, I and Dan? All right. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, okay. I was I, like, oh, I we're can, probably way I off. I can find that. <laughs> no, I can I totally I totally see that. Because exposure is huge. I mean, me, I was so one focused on being a sports broadcaster and my mind was just completely blown when I was introduced to graphic design. And now I'm, look at me, just flourishing over here. (laughs) Just flourishing all the way. (laughs) Love to see it. (laughs) Love to see it. We love it. Okay. So moving into our final question of tonight. 
Um, Justice, we'll go with you first. Do you have any advice to any aspiring Black entrepreneurs out there? Yeah. Um, to piggyback kind of off what we were saying, um, I think the biggest thing is to not not get stuck on you're only meant to do one thing in life. Mm-hmm. I think you need to expose yourself to a lot of different things and try different things to figure out what you really love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to have a true entrepreneurial mindset that's what it is. It's about grinding and finding your niche. And then once you find it, you have to leap. Don't just, I kind of want to do this, but I'm scared. Dive in, do it. Now, you know, you need to be financially literate. You know, don't be, don't be going crazy and going bankrupt. Right. Don't be reckless. Right. But, you know, don't be, don't be scared. Try all these new things and you will, you will eventually find something. You're like, you know what? This, this makes me wake up in the morning. And so once you find that, then keep going. But until you find that, you got to keep trying new things. Yeah. Daniel, what about you? Um, Keep your head down and work. Don't focus on the likes because likes don't always mean you're getting money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who that? Just stay out of your own work and you'll be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. just stay focused on your work. You know, and just really fuel that passion. Don't worry about what the haters gotta say. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I told my friend that a little while ago because we were comparing social medias, and I think he has there's a few thousand, and I think I'm right at like 900. But I make more money off of social media than he does. Mm-hmm. And I was mm. like, that's because I I just focus on the work. I don't really care about the numbers as much, even mm-hmm. though now I'm trying to get them up because I need that to start getting funding for these films. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point, though, because y'all know I'm in the, the YouTube world and that's a major thing that comes up is everyone feels like they have to have this threshold of followers to be successful. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm seeing it every day, like no yeah. matter the subscriber counts, people are still making a living and, you know, living their lives and doing mm-hmm. what they love. So, yeah, don't focus on the numbers. Like, you'll be caught up in the numbers game forever. Yeah, absolutely. I think forever. people need to realize that what they're doing is not for everyone. So yeah. you may not wake up with 300,000 followers because it's not for everyone. Right. If you create exactly. quality content, the, the followers you have, you will be successful. Yeah, exactly. Market research is important, but only up to a point. Afterwards, you got to branch out and just take those risks. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And really just focus on your own audience. You Mm -hmm. know, like Justice said, like, yeah, your audience really shouldn't be everyone. That's not you're not going to please everyone. You know, Um, you really want to focus on the people who appreciate your work and you know, who in, get inspired from your work and want to mm. share your work and stuff yes. like that. Because eventually those people will share your work and then, you know, they'll share it with the passion that they bring to it. So you don't want those, you know, just casual likes for likes followers or, you know, stuff like mm. that. You want people who are actually passionate about your brand, want to share your brand, want to help you, um, you know, want to help you get the word out and stuff like that about things that you're doing, no matter what you're doing, if you're selling plates, you know, if you, if you want people that know that your food is good to be the ones that are following you, cause they're going to be the ones that are going to make you money. They're going to be the ones that are going to buy from you yep. and tell their family and friends to buy from you, whether or not they have you on Instagram or not. So, you know, yes, we call them advocates in marketing. Mm-hmm. 
Shout out to all our advocates. Right? (laughs) Shout out to all our kids. Yes. (laughs) So, this brings us to the end of this episode. Can you believe that already? Wow. Already. We're having so much fun. I know. I I feel like we're just getting started. I know. (laughs) I love the conversation, though. I think that that was very open and just kind of you know we got a lot of good ideas Mm -hmm. out there in the ether yes and for sure and before i forget because i know i'm gonna go off on a tangent let's go ahead and get them to share their information because i already got so many ideas i'm gonna be hitting y'all up right i got a lot of things i'm trying to do (laughs) (laughs) be patient with me but Go ahead, Justice. You can go ahead first. You want to share all of your social media and website and everything? Yeah. Uh, so I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and I have a website. It's all at jcrispdesign. So then the website is jcrispdesign.com. That is J-C-R-I-S-P-D-E-S-I-G-N. Follow me. And guys, her name really is Justice Crisp. I know it sounds like a celebrity name because that's what I thought. But it's her name. It's her real name. Yeah, it's weird. It is what it is. It's so awesome. (laughs) To me, it sounds like a celebrity. Yeah. Well, thank you. Like, you know, am I crazy? No. I mean, I'm cool with it. I'll take it. It's definitely like a name that you would look at and be like, oh, what's she on? You know, like... (laughs) Oh, I think I know her from that show. From that one show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Daniel, uh, please share all your social media and anything else you want us to know. I'm sorry, just was following her. Um, You guys can find me on Instagram at Project Grey Wolf, and that's G-R-E-Y. And you can go to ProjectGreyWolf.com. If you are looking to get custom shirts made, you can find us at Look At Us Now Apparel on Instagram and Etsy. Nice. Look at me now. now. Hey, look at me now. See, it works. Look at us now, apparel. You know, we're out here. Yeah, guys, I. So I'm going to be hitting y'all up. (laughs) I'm just going to say that. Okay. Um, And you guys definitely need to follow them because these are some talented individuals and you don't want to miss out, especially if you're a startup. Like they know what they're doing, guys. They yes. they will take you into their arms. <laughs> please, please. I cannot tell you how many times Daniel has helped me with many projects. <laughs> many projects. Some that have fizzled out and some that have gone strong, including this <laughs> right? podcast. So please go forth. Even if you have an idea and you don't even know if you're gonna do it yet, just go talk to yeah. these people. Yep. And see if they yep. can tell you how to go about your idea. I literally feel like Justice just took us under her wing and was like, they're there. I got you. <laughs> You're fine. No more worries from here. I right, got you. Right, right. <laughs> this is what we need. This is what we need as business owners, especially black business owners. I just need guidance. I just need right. guidance. <laughs> yes. And like they said, having a brand sets you apart. So you don't want to miss out on that, guys. Yes. So There's so much up. misinformation going on about branding. 
right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a book about branding. Everybody's Everybody. got a website about branding. And don't nobody yeah. know what they're talking about when they talk about branding. Exactly. <laughs> so go to the people that know what they're talking about. Go to the experts, to please. Yes. Because trust me, creating a logo on Canva is not branding. It's not. Oh, I swear to you, it's cringe. <laughs> I have done that. Look, okay. (laughs) It's not branding. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to stop, y'all. Thank you guys so, so much for coming and speaking with us today. This was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. (laughs) Yes, it's great. Yes, thank you for having me. So, any other parting words you have, Brian, before we end off this episode? Um, Everybody out there, Stay black. Um, <laughs> stay creative. Stay creative. Stay cultural. And stay uh, business. Thank you. Stay business. Stay okay. business. Thank you. Wonderful words. Um, <laughs> my parting words would be don't spend all of your stimulus check in one place. Uh, well, I don't know how we're not going to do that. It's only six hundred dollars <laughs> It can't even pay my rent with that. I was hoping you would say something snarky. <laughs> um, that's all I got, guys. That's it. That's Don't it. spend all your stimulus on one Birkin bag. <laughs> Anywho, we're gonna end off this Black Business series. The next time you'll hear from us, we'll be back to our regular episodes. Um, but don't fret. We still have a lot of great ideas to share with you guys. So, We're so excited. Thank you all for listening and following us. This and has been quite yeah, a series. Follow us right. on Instagram, Twitter at Dear Me Podcast. You can check out all of the links in the show description for our links, our guests' links, and click the links and link with us, and we can link for links. Link, 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 link. Yes. <laughs> All right. Everyone have a happy holidays. Enjoy yourselves. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye.